Wink Tip. Good afternoon. It is January 22nd, 2024. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will, after some lackluster playoff weekends of uh, football? We finally got just an all-timer. All, all the games, you know, maybe didn't come down to the final whistle, but they were all intense. There was a lot of drama going on. Uh, definitely in that, that Packers 49ers game, I, I I didn't even have like a really a rooting interest, but it, you're just on the edge of your seat the whole time. The edge of the seat is an accurate way to describe it because there there wasn't anything outrageous or unbelievable about the weekend. Like actually, most of it went kind of according to plan, other than Green Bay. That 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 was a scary game, and if you're San Francisco, we'll get into that the, the drama and stress that they were under. I mean, they, they just didn't have that great of a game. But I'd say for the most part, all the teams pretty much showed up, right? Like, nobody just mailed it in. I, I think you could say what you want about Houston in the final score of it all. But at the end of the day, they had a guy who was a rookie at a pretty decent game. And if you're Houston, the best news of all this, I know you didn't win, but you got a guy. Like, you, you have a quarterback. The rest of the league, all, the only other teams that have that are most of the teams that are left. And I'll let you figure out which one maybe doesn't have the one later, but... I was very pleased with the the outcome of the games. I, I was mentioned to you before the podcast about how I'm like exhausted from the football games. Like I, I, I was funny. I'm used to watching Red Zone with 15 games on at once and flipping back and forth. And yet, the, the constant of all of this of like, all right, the next team that makes a mistake is pretty much going to decide this. And the drama of back and forth, turnovers, and quarterback controversies, and a little less so hectic of a weather outcome. But I, I, I was very pleased, very, very entertained. I, I didn't. I didn't miss red zone. Did you? I, is there any way we could get Scott Hansen back for the weekend, though? How, how, could we just like a halftime report, maybe? You just, you just want to hang out with him a little bit? I, I think that his strength is all of the chaos. So when it's just one game, I, I don't know exactly what you have him do. I just want to watch football with him, I guess. He doesn't need to do anything. He just, <laughs> just just hang out? Yeah, I, I think it'd be, hey, did you know? And then it would be like, no, I didn't. And that'd be awesome. It's, okay. I think the other thing that would be a little bit of a weakness for him is I think he's very fantasy forward. And now that that's gone, that's a lot of content I don't think he has in his back pocket anymore. No. And yeah, there's no no real real fancy going on. But I, I agree with you that the only one you could really argue didn't show up was Houston. But they have Stroud. And I mentioned on the podcast last week, last week was their Super Bowl. Them getting a, a playoff win with a rookie QB against a talented Cleveland defense. And in this game, tied against Lamar at half. So I think if you know, before the playoffs, if you had said, hey, you're going to win one game and you're going to be tied with the Ravens, like, would you sign up for that? Like, absolutely. You Like, 100%. That was it was a it was a great outcome other than them not getting a touchdown. You know, they they only had the punt return for a touchdown. Other than that, it, it wasn't wasn't anything for him. I mean, he didn't have any interceptions either. I think that's another thing to be I, I guess to hang your hat on somewhat. You know, he didn't go out there and just go reckless and say, All right, I didn't get any touchdowns, but I threw five interceptions trying to get one. You know, it, it was I think they more just ran into uh Lamar, who's most likely gonna be the MVP, who is just I mean, two rushing, two throwing, hundred yards uh rushing, just uh, like a, a a crazy good good game. He looked great. He looked great. All right, uh, let's jump into the picks so we can talk about some of the last week's games as we go through them. Sunday, three o'clock, we'll have the Chiefs at Baltimore. Now the Chiefs Bills game, it, it delivered. Like that's I don't know how else to describe it other than like my expectations were outrageous and it delivered. 
it, it was everything I wanted. It wasn't quite the ending I wanted, but it almost was. And, and it was almost better that it wasn't that. It was it was the only like unscripted part of the whole game. <laughs> but what was it? Was it five five lead changes? It was just it, it was back and forth. And we had said coming into it, it's probably going to end up with whoever has the ball last. And it should have happened that way. I get when it was that final final kick. He misses it wide right. It was a 44-yard kick, and the weather was not great. And I think I think it was fourth and nine, so it was too far to go for it. But just would have liked on that last set of downs, uh, Josh Allen. I, 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 you know, it's a whole group effort. Just a couple of like really deep shots where there was still plenty of time left. Of, yeah, maybe you take one, but not multiple to the end zone. And just hey, just you know help your kicker out and get a first down and you could even take more time off because for sure that is a uh, that, that that's a risk going against Mahomes at, at all times. I mean, Bills know better than anybody. I thought the Bills had a lot of chances. For as close as this game was, there was a lot of opportunities for it to not be close. I mean, first you have the the Hardman fumble into the end zone, which is already such an outrageous rule to have, and it's like, "All right, well, it's fine because it almost never happens." And then when it happens, you're like, "I can't believe this rule. This is an outrageous rule." And it's like, "Well, you just just take care of the football. They, they, they're pretty strict about that in the rule book throughout every other play. Why not? Why would it be any different on this one? And, and, but if you're the Bills, it's like you had that. You also had this wild fumble recovery that they didn't have, that they lost and recovered almost instantly. That that also shouldn't have happened. And then they only forced Kansas City to punt once. And it wasn't even a real like defensive stop. I think it was after a penalty where they just got pushed back. They didn't. They didn't stop Kansas City once this whole game, and they had so many chances. I think that's the only part that feels like, all right. Well, they were in it. They were really close. There's nothing really to be disappointed about. But I, I kind of think that they should be a little disappointed. Like those two opportunities that happened, those are huge difference makers that were in your favor, and you still lost by three. I mean, what what are the changes that that Buffalo should make? Are they going to get a new kicker next year? Are they going to get a new coach next year? Or are all the guys that they already can't afford starting to? go off to other teams for the bigger contracts or just moving on from this team. I, I don't know if the window's over. I just, I mean, the time of possession was 37 minutes to 23 minutes. Like Buffalo had the ball 37 minutes and still didn't win this game. I, I it's, it's hard to say that you should be disappointed when this is just another team that you lost to Mahomes. I don't think you should be disappointed by, but I'm disappointed. I mean, what would you do if you were the bills going into next year to kind of fix this? They're, yeah, you asked me. You asked me a lot of questions there. Yeah, uh, you you mentioned the, the the window closing. I don't know if it's so much of it closing is that Mahomes is just in Kansas City and he's young. He's gonna be there for for a while. So your window, I don't think, is necessarily closing so much as your that that impediment is is always going to be there. Uh, one of the big challenges that's going to be coming up is the past few years when they've lost uh, to Kansas City. This was the first time that they actually got to play at their place, so thought maybe things would be a little bit different. But also, Josh Allen was making between, I think it was like 16, 17, 18 million dollars uh, per year. He got his extension. It jumps to 40. So that is 20 plus million dollars that you can't be paying other positions. So that margin, that just gets shrunk. I don't know where they're going to take it from, but now you're you're paying quarterback the the the, the tippity top of, of the money, and it's just going to make it more challenging. Uh, to the coach, maybe maybe it is time. 
I, I get when you look at some of the other coaches, uh, you know, the uh, Mike McCarthy, Nick Seriano, we, we talked last week saying, oh, no, those guys are gone for sure. It sure seems like both those guys are going to be sticking around. But your expectations on teams are different. Uh, now, I think that's why a lot of people thought these coaches would be gone. But there's other teams that, oh, man, you guys made the playoffs. We'd love to have a coach that makes the playoffs. But I think this might be a uh, uh, late to or like a teens 2000s Warriors situation. They had Mark Jackson. They were making it to the playoffs. They were decent. You maybe need that that different coach to get to just like that that next level up. I don't think you're even aware of the curse you just put on us because you know what coach would be perfect for this team. You think Belichick? Would, I think I think he would. Uh, he'd fit right in that sideline. Keep wearing the hoodies. The hoodie. Hoodies. He knows all the teams of the division. It's the quarterback. I think he'd like to have. I think it's also the city he'd be fine with. I don't think he wants to go Hollywood. I mean, I'm not knocking Atlanta or anything, but I think he kind of really liked that Foxborough was was not New York City, uh, even if the media might have been for from the success he caused. But I, I, I is think, it that so much, or just the the, the weather? The weather is a isn't is an issue and he i mean all the stuff that i've heard is that they'd have practices in the rain they'd have practices where they just make the ball wet and just make it difficult just because hey you know it might be raining on on sunday where if you're in atlanta half your games are at home they're in the dome you don't need to worry about weather in, in the dome he would get the record faster and probably fastest with with buffalo now that being said i'm not advocating for them to get a new coach i, I don't think it was coaching errors that necessarily cost him this game but it's 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 hard to point a finger at anyone it's almost like everyone kind of showed up and did their job and the job just wasn't good enough i, I mean and that final uh you know stretch there stefan Diggs, you know ball hit his hands was it an easy catch no but i mean the whole second half of the year he has not he's not played well that's that's an issue i don't think you can put it all on the on the kicker like i said weather wasn't wasn't great should he have hit it probably but i don't think it was a uh you know, a, a sure thing. And it's, it's easy if, you know, cause that ended the game pretty much, but that only would have tied the game. And there was still what a minute 40 giving it to Mahomes with two timeouts to only need to get it in field goal range. I, I mean, that seems like a, a pretty good chance that that's going to happen. So if you were a Bills fan, would you have preferred to lose this way or would you prefer to lose where Mahomes rips your heart out again as he marches down the field and kicks a field goal no time left? I think I'd rather lose to Mahomes. This one was bad because it, it was I, – I think they could have done a little bit more to get the kicker a little bit closer, and I think they they really didn't want to settle for a field goal, it felt like, in, in some of the attempts they made. But I, I it just – we talk about it all the time. I don't understand why this is called football. And it's games like this where it's like, oh, man, it really does feel like it's football now when it comes all the way down to this guy kicking the ball. It's a one play of the whole game, which the guy that you're, you've invested in all the money in on your team, the offense you spent all the money on, the defense you spent all the money on, is on the sideline. And this guy's supposed to go out there and tie this game up. And he's a good kicker, too. Like, I, I don't like I thought this was somewhat out of the ordinary. I mean, what, were, what was your opinion when it happened? Were you like, oh. That's Bass again. It's like, no, that was shocking. I thought he missed. I, did, I think he's pretty solid. I, he's definitely oh, he's, he's definitely a good kicker. I don't know why. For, for some reason, I just had a bad feeling when they were they were lining up. I think it was just the, the combination of, okay, best case scenario here is you tie this game up and you're giving the ball right back to Mahomes. And also, you could miss this kick. 
like there's a lot of pressure going on right now and i don't know at first for whatever reason i just, just had a bad feeling about it but i don't think it was bass related so much as just buffalo all of that history you just you're giving the ball back to mahomes and he's done this repeatedly all right speaking of mahomes gets the job done playoff mahomes is a thing 13 and 3 playoff record he's in his, Who are his losses too I have no idea. Oh, I had no idea. That that one old old guy, someone. He, <laughs> does he dye his hair? I can't remember. I, it's 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 hard to tell. Six AFC championship game for Mahomes. I, I don't know what else to say other than he just delivered. I still don't even think the team that he's got out there is, is great. Like he had a guy that fumbled the ball into the football in a playoff game. I, how like how more cor- how more cursed can his receiver core really get? I thought the the running back showed up a little bit. I thought Pacheco. And even Alaire got in there a little bit for for a solid showing, but this is all Mahomes. I hate to say it, I don't want to like discredit the team itself, and the defense itself had some, some few stops and defensive plays as well. But this guy's awesome. Like I think this this was an awesome game. This was such a delivery. I I watch. I could watch these matchups every week. I wish these teams, exact two teams, could play again next week. That being said, going into this week, I think I like Baltimore more, but it's really hard to out oh, like just override what I just saw on Mahomes again. It just seemed like a playoff dominant. But I think Baltimore is a significantly better team overall. I don't think they're going to have the guy that fumbles in the end zone, the receiver that drops it, the, the running back that gets injured. Actually, they might have that. They, they, they have that problem a lot. But I don't think they're going to have it this weekend, which is why I'm going to go with Baltimore over Kansas City. I think this should be another great game. Like I, I, I think if it's half as good as the game we just saw, or really any of the games with this past weekend, uh, we're going to be in for quite the weekend. But who you got this week? I'm also going to go with the Ravens. Uh, this one, I'm going. I'm going more with. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like going with my heart, but it's really more. Uh, I'm going. I want to go against Mahomes, like you said. He's going. He, this is every year that he started. He's gone to the AFC Championship game, and so that's a wild stat. And usually, Tom Brady's the one that has all these wild stats. And so, I just want the Ravens to win and just. Push Mahomes over to the side, and we'll deal with it again next year. But for right now, just keep him out of the Super Bowl. Keep him from winning a third one in his first six years. I think if you're Lamar, this is this is huge. Like I think there's way more pressure on Lamar, is there not? Because, as you said, Mahomes has already been there a few times and been here every year. Lamar, we've been waiting for this opportunity. We've been waiting for him to have a team good enough to kind of carry there, and that's worth it where he doesn't have to do completely everything. And I think this is the year for it. So this is an excellent opportunity. They're going to play a good team in Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs. But like, if Lamar just shows up and is just consistent like he has been most of the year, this this is huge. I, I, I can't wait for this. I think this should be a fantastic game. Uh, you got a score prediction for this one? I think that Lamar is going to, going to really light it up. And I think that the Chiefs, because I think the only way they're going to lose is if that those wide receiver problems come back. Uh, Travis, Kel- Travis Kelsey did score uh, a touchdown. This is the first time in quite 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 a time since he's uh, he scored a touchdown. So I am going to go Ravens thirty four and Kansas City twenty four. That's exactly what I had written down. No. Yeah. No. That's, that's... what. Exactly what I'd written. Down. Well, that's well, that's not good. Well, Anytime we're on the same page, it never goes that way. I had well, Baltimore scored thirty-four last week, and the Bills 
had lost and only got 24 this week. And I was like, yeah, no, that sounds about right. I think it goes exactly that way. I think it's one more touchdown. If you give them the Mikul Hardman touchdown to the Chiefs, that's the score you're going to end up with. So, like, that's that's kind of what I was at. And I, I think it'll go more or less the same way. I, I think this is an impressive thing that Mahomes has done taking this team here. But I think this is going to be the game where you finally see the talent differential. I mean, they only forced Buffalo to punt twice as well. It wasn't like they shut them down. You know, so like, There's a chance Mark Andrews uh, could come back as well. I think that uh, that could make things interesting. Although uh, Isaiah Likely has been playing really well, so you know they play the same position, but uh, you know Mark Andrews has been around for a while. Look, even if they have a red zone threat in him, that would be worth it. Uh, did you see Zach Ertz is, is signing with Detroit this morning? I did not see that. Zach Ertz this morning signed signed with Detroit. He he's on the practice squad as of this week, and there's a good chance he plays this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Quite the move. Well, I I think if you could just have a red zone threat, like I said, big body, you could throw a fade route to him. You could probably throw a block in here or there. That's that's not the, the worst thing to have. Uh, as we're going to talk about in this next game where we have Detroit at San Francisco on Sunday, and specifically the San Francisco Green Bay Packers game, where the Packers could have easily done what they did to Dallas. They could be up 21 nothing if they had anything remotely to a threat in the red zone. Just anything. Like if you're if you're next year, I, I think you have to go all in on this, just knowing that if you had one guy, if you had if you had Zach Ertz of like five years ago, you would be in the Super Bowl right now. Like you you would win, you would have won that game against San Francisco. I just think if they had one guy they could have had as a threat in the red zone, they totally win this game. And and they didn't. They didn't have Laporta. They didn't have I mean, I like Musgrave, but I don't think it's quite the same. I thought this was a scary, scary game for the San Francisco. This was bad weather. This was bad Purdy. Debo goes out like two plays into this. They they like kind of forget to run the ball. I think everyone has been ragging on Purdy for not playing very well. And I was like, well, stop making him throw the ball then. Just give it to McCaffrey. Why do we need to overcomplicate everything? Just if he's not having a good game, let's stop using him and, and go to the best running back in the league. I, I, I think that was overlooked for the entire game. Maybe it's that they were threatened that they were down a little bit, but I, I didn't like what San Francisco did in this game at all. And I thought Green Bay outplayed them from start to finish. And if they just had any threat in the goddamn red zone, they easily win this game. Is that is that the same game you saw or did you see something different? Because I think this is a really, really risky game for San Francisco where if things go differently and we're rewriting history, this is a terrible loss for San Francisco if they blow this. It still was a terrible game for them, but I, I, I didn't like it. What, what did you think of it? I thought, especially after watching the the Ravens-Texans, where game was close in the first half, and then Ravens, the better team, just take care of business second half, call it, call it a day. I thought the same thing was going to happen. I thought, all right, well, it's a little close. Weather seems to be a little weird. Yep, but all right, second half, 49ers are way better. <laughs> you know, he's going against Jordan Love here. You know, all right, they're going to get it all together. But then Debo Samuel, he, he gets, you know, dinged up, and then he's out. And then the weather seems to like be getting worse and Brock seems not to be prepared for rain at all. So then they're down, they're down a touch, a touchdown going into, into the fourth quarter and just looking at it, just like, is, is this really going to happen? I, I, I kind of had it locked in. It's like, I don't know. 49ers are for sure going to win. There's just no way I've watched green Bay all year. They just every once in a while, but not against the really good teams. But I, I, I don't think it's good when I'm listening to the, the podcast talking about it. And one of the main things is saying, oh, well, like the weather's going to be good next week. So we don't need to worry about Brock Purdy with the weather. But earlier this year when they had their little swoon, it was when Debo was hurt and he does a lot for that offense. And so I, I 
I, I don't think they really really know exactly whether he's going to play or not. I'm sure they're going to be as cagey as possible on it. But if he's not playing, this could get a lot uh, a lot closer than I think people are thinking. They became very average, they kind of immediately, and it was shocking because I know Debo hasn't played every game all year. I know he's been healthy more of the second half of the year, but I think he missed some early in the year. And, it, it and might, that's when they lost. Is is that it? Is it really? It's, yeah. They're pointing all the all of this to him. I, I just they they must have to, they got to be able to figure out some success with without him, and I think they have all the weapons to do it. I, I like I said, if Purdy's not having a great game, you have a running back that you could still gain yards in and it. It definitely isn't the best way to come back from, you know, if you're down in a game, you can't run the ball and kill all the clock. You won't have enough time to come back. But I don't think but, you should McCaffrey have. McCaffrey a... can play a factor in the receiving game, too. You can get him out into space. It's not like he's a old school. You hand the ball off to him. He runs off tackle and that's all he can do. You can split him out as, as a wide receiver. You can, you know, have him have him run into the flats. I think we get him the ball in unique ways. I, I thought Purdy had some of the worst touch passes like they just they, there was some inaccurate stuff and I and I know it's just like I oh, just drop it off to McCaffrey these little check downs it's, it's should be easier but I just thought there was moments where just just like you said just you got to figure out a creative way to just get it to him in, in some space and I just thought handing it off would have been way simpler than like they just ran complicated plays too like they ran like an elaborate offense and in a terrible weather game. It was like I don't know if this is the one you want to be really kind of slinging it between the lines cutting it close it just seemed over risky for me. I think they overthought a lot of the stuff with Green Bay was going to do, and, and maybe if Green Bay had done any of that, like I said, if they get one more touchdown, I think this game's over. I, out of the three times they showed up there, the first quarter, like they, they could have put this game away. It's amazing, and yet they, they didn't. Really had an opportunity for it, and yet they didn't. So you mentioned all the woes of San Francisco and the potential of them continuing. Detroit, man, uh, that home crowd couldn't have been any better. Delivered again, back to back weeks, really, really fun. This is an exciting game. I mean, Baker being Baker, I, I think the only thing I could say is Baker's a starter in this league. I don't care what anyone says. If he could just avoid some awful, awful detrimental sacks a little bit more often, he he'd just he'd be there. He'd be exactly I think where he is right now. I think there's a lot of teams in the in the league. If he was playing for them, they would have had a better chance than they did getting to where Tampa Bay got this year. Mike Evans had a pretty big game. Stats wise, I still thought he had some drops though, right? Like I, the touchdown, we feel like we bailed him out on a whole bunch of stuff. But if he caught everything, he'd have even more yards and even more. I think even one more touchdown. I think it's a lot more about Detroit than it, than it says about Tampa Bay. But uh, perhaps Tampa Bay peaked, and I don't think they should have anything. Like if you're them, this is also a win for them. I mean, Baker isn't exactly C.J. Stroud here, where he's like, "Hey, we got our guy." But I think you took this team pretty far considering the circumstances. All that said, what are your thoughts on Detroit and San Francisco? Are they going to have to score a bunch of points? Are they going to be able to stop San Francisco? We don't have to worry about weather, right? So, what, what well, are your thoughts? I don't think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm hearing it's supposed to be nice out, but I mean, it rained. It rained on Sunday. I'm going to go with Detroit. I, Who you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with the, the the Lions. Or no, I'm not. I'm going. I'm going with the 49ers. Even even if they don't have Debo. Uh, I think that the, uh, the the Lions have gone on their nice little run, but I think this is gonna this is gonna come to an end before the Super Bowl. I, I'm not even convinced that the Lions are the better team. I just think that they're going to be the better team next week if Debo's out on the road when they're not playing in their friendly confines. Yeah, no, I I, I do, I do. I think I think they it, look the offense for San Francisco is going to have to show up. If they show up 
if they get off to a slow start like they did against the Packers, they're not going to win. Like they, They're lucky the Packers don't have an actual offensive threat and weren't able to bury them. I think Detroit has that. Like if they gave the same opportunities to Detroit, they, they win that game. I mean, we're really counting on the San Francisco team that played last week to not show up and the team that we've seen all year to be the team that shows up this next week. I'm not entirely sold on all that, and I think Purdy being a little shaky has me even more nervous. Like You, you, you think there's going to be no problem. Like Purdy's going to be great this next game at home. No problem. I think he's going to be better than he was this week. That won't be hard to and do. And remember, he, he's, he's not going against Mahomes on the other side. No, but... Jared they... Goff has been serviceable, but it's not, you know, uh, automatic, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer he's, he's dealing with. No, but some of the guys around him, Amon Ra, Jameer Gibbs, Laporta, those are feeling like some, some real threats that I'm going to be saying in names that we're all going to be knowing for quite some time. And it's it's it's, it's only a rookie for, for two of them. <laughs> I, I I guess I'm I'm just more in love with that than than I am with what I saw out of San Francisco this past week. And there's a little bit of nobody believes in us too. That I'm I'm riding that wave. So that's uh that's why I'm going with with the Lions? With the Lions. exactly. Yes, it's never happened. It's never going to happen. I mean it, it's probably gonna be like what happened to Buffalo this past week where it just gets their souls just get taken from them very at the at the very end. But I'm gonna ride that out and I hope that it doesn't happen. I I guess uh I haven't gotten the, the, the no one believes in us feel from them. So you think everyone does believe in them? I don't I don't think I've heard anyone. I mean, who's picking up in this game? You think that this is going to be like a, a toss-up? Uh, no, it's just like, uh, you know, Green Bay for sure was no one believes in them. But I, I don't think I've got that from the Lions. They've just been on a nice a nice run. And I feel like a ton of people are just in, uh, like, soccer mom. Like, oh, it's just so nice for them. Look at them. Like, they're, they're just having a nice run. Oh, it's so nice. Uh, Detroit's been bad for so long. I'm so happy for them. All right. Well, that's that's an opinion. That's, that's that's one reason to not root for them, I guess, and mock me for rooting them for that reason. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that is what the narrative that I've been hearing has been that more than, oh, 49ers are amazing, Lions have no chance, don't even bother showing up, that, that sort of thing. All right, you can have Jason Kelsey and Taylor Swift show up to one of these games. Which one do you want them at? Well, of course they're going to go to the to the Chiefs game. Yeah, but if you could put them on the other game, you 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 would you wouldn't watch no. that game more. No, 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 no draw. Only only the other game. Clearly, one of these games is way better than the other one. Yeah, no, there it is, and the the, the Kelsey celebration was 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 fantastic. I, I I liked it. I thought it was hilarious. Jasons or Travis's? Jasons. Where the beer can looks like a juice box in his hand with his it shirt so off. It is so tiny. <laughs> with his shirt off. It is so tiny. He's having a great time. Beating his it's chest out It's just so out funny because we think about football games and we're we're from the fans' perspective. So it's, all right, yeah, they're, they're, you know, there's tailgating. It's all that part of it. You know, you go to the game, you watch it. But then it, it, I, you just don't really think about it so much. It's like, oh, yeah, from the player's point of view, all of that, they don't do any of that. They've never done any of that because they've always been playing football. So to see him just on the other side and just having a great time, there was a video of him uh, at the tailgate earlier, which, you know, he's, he's rooting for the other team, but, you know, Bill's Mafia seemed to be a, be a fan of him as he did a shot out of a, out of a bowling ball. And then, yeah, it was on TV. And I didn't think that uh, anyone would be able to steal the spotlight from Taylor Swift, especially up in that box. But I, I mean, I think he did. 
It didn't seem like that was his goal either. It very much seemed like, no, I'm in Buffalo. I'm going to do this if I'm doing this. So, I don't think there was any sort of thought of, oh, well, I want to steal you know, the spotlight from someone. I think it was, hey, I possibly retired, so I don't need to worry about this anymore and i am just gonna i'm just gonna crush beers and just i'm, I'm gonna just have a good time and when my brother scores and then throws the heart up towards me i'm i'm gonna enjoy it oh man don't don't offend the the taylor swifties you you, you don't want to do that that's a mafia you can't fend off you won't win that one right that's that's, that's not like the bills mafia oh so you're saying uh girlfriend over over family I'm saying if we're a podcast and we we had to pick a fan base to go up uh, against, like war wise, I wouldn't want to go against the Swifties. I'd rather go against Bills Mafia. Oh, okay. That, that's, that's that's all I'm saying. It's it's a ridiculous. I don't think scenario. Bills Mafia was on the other side of this, but it could have been for his mom. Who knows? It was she's, more. Uh, she's normally up there. It was it more a play on on the? Uh, the I I can't do this. Get me out of this. <laughs> this NBA. <laughs> there was a train. Anything else from the NFL? All right, we're getting towards the end of the year here. Does, does it feel like we got the teams we deserved? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, you definitely want Mahomes in there. The way Lamar's been playing, where, like I said, it looks like he's going to be the uh, be the MVP. Lions definitely uh, were much better than than, than I expected. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go back, back and listen, but I'm pretty sure you were higher than them uh, with that strong finish last year. And I said, nope. Is fool's goal. Don't trust it. So looks like I was wrong there. Uh, I guess the only other, rather than the Lions, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good story, but kind of midway through the year would have thought uh, the Eagles for sure, you know, making it, making it back to the Super Bowl, or at least going against the 49ers uh, again. And then it being more of a, a kind of like an even, even playing field with, you know, not having the, the quarterback issues like they did last year. But I think down down the stretch, Eagles very much <laughs> were not the team, and then maybe Dallas. So yeah, I think it had to be of of the four, the, those three, and then then the Lions. I'm I'm fine with the way that they uh, finished the season out. Three out of the four games this weekend, there was a point far into the game where it was like, I don't know how this is gonna end. Not you know, like I right. I I don't know. So like that was a, that was a fun feeling to have pretty much the whole weekend of like, hey, you really got to keep watching this because. I don't, know, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, this is wild right now that what's happening. Like, this is a game. Anything, the next person who blinks is going to lose. If I can get that feeling out of one of the two games this weekend, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Because I, I think we got a good shot at one of them. But that's that's a fun. Playoff football is fun. Like, whether the lead changes yep. are just happening and the punches are just being exchanged, it's it's great. It was great to see some points on the board, too. I, we didn't get, like, a true defensive shutout where it's like, all right, nine nine six. Nobody scored. There's snow all over the field. It's negative 100 mm-hmm. out, and and the offenses aren't showing up today. It's like there was a lot to cheer for the whole weekend. Great crowds. Mm-hmm. Fun weekend. Can't wait for this one. Let's move on to the NBA. There was a trade. Pascal Siakam's been traded to Indiana. Did we do this last week? I think this happened between last week and this one, right? We, we... No, we talked about the uh, huge blockbuster trade that sent Marvin Bagley to the Wizards. I did chop. I did make time for that last week. You know, I go back and I listen to these and like, I don't know why we, that one should have got the ax, you know, like this, like Lord Michael at SNL, he, all the pitches he gets, he just, I got to learn how to do that. I got to just chop it off. It's like, no, it's a, it's a bad idea. But this was a good idea. And I think it was a good idea both ways. Indiana gets Siakam and he's already signed or sounds like he's going to resign with them for an extension of a contract, which was part of the issue of trading or really trading for anybody is you, you got to give up something to get these guys. And then you got to hope that they stay. And it's, 
like, well, why do I got to give something up? And then he's going to leave. That 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 doesn't sound good. That's not great. But nobody's really showing up and signing up to go to Indiana. So I kind of like the moves that they made. I thought if you're Toronto, receiving Bruce Brown and a couple picks isn't the worst rebuilding move. I think Bruce Brown is one of the easiest pieces you could move this year. And if you wanted to move him again, you could. I and mean, I think he's one of the easiest pieces to fit in just about any offense. So maybe maybe this Toronto thing works out a little bit better with him. But I like the trade both ways. I thought both teams got better. Is this going to be the new norm of, of NBA trades where I'm like, hey, both teams got better. This is this is great. Like, when's the next one where it's like, this team got hosed, Danny Ainge was involved, nobody had a chance. <laughs> uh, I like this one. What do you think? I mean, I got to imagine, just like the players get better every year and nutrition gets better and training gets better, I would think that the guys at the top would also get better as you get better people around you. You have more of a history of looking and seeing, hey, when guys do this, it doesn't work. Or... Hey, here's a, a big swing. I, I think that it's a big swing by uh, the Pacers. Siakam, I think, can make a difference this year. I think we've seen in Toronto, if he has to be the main guy or maybe even the second guy, that's a little too much for him. But if he has more of a Tobias Harris role like uh, on the Sixers, like he, 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 could, he could outdo those expectations where if he got traded somewhere and they wanted to handle the ball and say, hey, you're, you're the main guy, I, I think that's going to be disappointing for everyone. Uh, and I don't think the Pacers really gave up that much. I mean, the the headline is two first round picks. Uh, was it two? Or no? I think I think it was I think it was three. But it's it's three. All, two are theirs. Three. One someone else, or or two yeah. are someone else's, and one's theirs. I can't remember. No, two of them are two of them are theirs. One of them is, and one of them is the the worst of Utah, Houston, the Clippers, or Oklahoma City. And the Clippers are, I think, in fourth, and Oklahoma City's at two. So you're going to get a pick. You're, you're giving away a pick in the like the high 20s. So it's just one thing to remember when we see, wow, this many first-round picks, and here in this, this year's draft does not look to be that good or that deep. So, yep, it's three picks, but two of them are this year and are going to be in the 20s. I, I think this is is a good move as well as getting Siakam will probably make you better and make that pick worse. So I think from Indiana, I think it was uh, a lot of definitely, uh, you know, you're giving up some assets. Definitely. There's a risk if something were to happen and he were to walk away, but I got to believe there was some sort of kind of wink, wink deal of, Hey, if we trade for you, right? Like, would you be cool with signing here? And so I expect him to sign a, uh, I guess it wouldn't be an extension would sign it, sign in free agency this, this off season. Yeah, I, I agree that Toronto didn't necessarily get like a, a monster piece of it all, but I thought they got some good like stocking stuffers that they could package together with some trades. Like they could take all three of those picks and add it to blank player and and get who knows what. And like nothing major, but I think that's all it's gonna be used for. Like it's not gonna be a, a true rebuilt rebuilding piece. It's gonna be a package for something else in the future. And I I'm sure that yeah, the the Raptors right now are not they're not even a playoff team. They're not even a playing team right now. So yeah, they're in the perfect spot to say, all right, start selling off the pieces. I think they've already kind of been doing that a little bit. I think they really don't want to, but I think there's going to be more of that coming and they're in the, all right, asset accumulation phase. Well, all right, well, let's do the flip side of it. You said they're not that good of a team. Well, at the end of the year, you got to decide whether or not you want to keep Siakam and then you either pay him a ton hmm. of money for being what the 12th, 14th best team in the league or in the East the twelfth right now, or or you or you let him go and you get nothing. So I, 
I, yeah. I think this That's, was this was good. This was this is it's not a great situation you're now, in. Okay, but this is better. And now there's no pressure in the offseason to sign him to a deal that's way too big, but it's the, oh, well, if we don't give the money to him, who are we going to give it to? We got to give it to somebody. Uh, you know, we can't, we can't have it, you know, the PR of, oh, no, we, we ran him out of town. We, we, we lowballed him. So this makes it just easier for management, I think. I like the move. All right, speaking of hot teams in the league, the Clippers ended the game last night on a 22-0 run. Which they they were down, I think I think eleven. I don't know. It was it was stupid. <laughs> it's just crazy. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. They're they're not playing so great on the road though. All right, I, I was gonna come in here and say a whole bunch of nice things about them and that how impressive the twenty two to zero run was, and it is impressive. But I I can't just give them everything right now. They're they're nine and eleven on the road. They're they're one of the most successful teams to be under five hundred on the road. It's, it's soon going to be fixed. This is probably the only podcast where I'm going to get away with saying that, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> you want to know how many wins the – you want to know the Lakers record on the road? This will make you happy. Uh, What is it? Six and 14. That seems bad. It's not good. It's 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 really bad, actually. It's one of the worst in the leagues. Uh, 22 to 0 run. Have you ever been a part of anything like this? This is basically getting skunked out. You never score again. You were winning in a controllable situation, and it just all went away. Do you happen to know the what the timing of it was? Like, was it four minutes to go or six minutes to go? I know that usually isn't in those in those articles, but just curious My, if when you were watching I, I would it, or say you, just out of feel under five minutes. I want to say four forty eight. If I was, if I was About watching five, it, man, that's that's a that's a long time to not even just no field goals. Just you didn't even get fouled. Uh, nothing. That's that's just rough. Uh, it wasn't like. They were down twenty, and then they just barely eked it out. So definitely down the stretch is you're you know you're jacking up threes, to, and then you're fouling. So it's it's inflated a little bit. But really, I just wanted to put that on there because when the Harden trade happened, we definitely poo pooed it, we laughed at it, we we jeered at it, we had a good time, and then they immediately lost. What was it? Five in a row. They lost a whole bunch of games in a row, and we laughed some more. And then they've kind of quietly been really turning things around. If the season were to end today. They would be hosting the first round of the of the playoffs. So just wanted to, you know, wanted, wanted to check in a little bit, make sure, you know, we, we 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 jeer when we get the opportunity, but maybe have to give them a little bit of credit. Uh, I've been shocked that the team's been healthy this whole time, and uh, specifically Kawhi and Paul George, they they've been playing a lot, and I think that's always been the the thought with <laughs> years ago when they put these guys together, but then they've just never been healthy. And it's been off and on, or both are hurt. But I don't think it's necessarily because Harden's there. I think it's because all of them are there, and just somehow all those guys. It's some something's working right now. They seem happy. They play together. They play a fun, fun game of basketball. Everyone touches it. It's it's pretty pretty hard to to combat. I'm threatened. I'm with you. I think we misjudged this one. I don't know if they're one injury away, and that's that's what holds them back, or if we're all just on notice, this team is kind of kicking ass and playing really well. I'm, I mean, Kawhi is great right now. I'm not willing to say that I was wrong yet because it's still early. How long has Harden been there now for? A month? Two months? This is early. He's still in the honeymoon phase. I'm going to wait a little bit longer, see if these guys uh, keep playing. But I, I'm at least willing to say, hey, they're they're, they're playing well, and we, we got to be we, we got to be aware of them. They're, they're not on – five-game losing streaks anymore. Speaking of losing, the Celtics have lost their first game at home. 
man, we almost had it. It was a decent game against Denver, too. I didn't like the record going into it, and I'm almost happier that it was Denver that we lost it to, and it wasn't like, all right, off double night, or back to back to Detroit at home. We blew it all. Like, we could have had the record, and we, we didn't have it. And I also like that it wasn't a blowout, that we were we had a chance to win that game. And we still, we have a chance to win every game. That's the best part about the Celtics this year. We're really never out of a game. Are you are you bummed to not have the record? Obviously, you never like losing. It was really cool that we had we'd gone so long winning at home, no losses. But you, you just mentioned uh, you know the, the Lakers road record. It's just okay. We lost one at home. Well, uh, that's too bad. It's like well, what's the next closest? It's like well, the Bucks have lost four at home. I guess the Timberwolves have lost three at home. So we we're still in the lead. We still have a three and a half game lead on uh, on the Bucks. We're still the best. Uh, got, got the best record in the league. I I told myself before going into that game, whichever way it goes, that I'm not going to get too high or too low, whichever way it goes. We I was seeing some stats today that were saying that despite kind of what we've been seeing, uh, the Celtics have I believe it was. I think it was top five in clutch offense and top five in clutch net rating, which just this game, it just, I don't know. It just, every time it seems like we're playing like a really good team and that's where we're going to play in the playoffs. We just have these struggles and just until we get to the playoffs, until we get past them, it's always going to kind of be back there of, Hey, what's, what's going to happen here? And the whole idea was Porzingis was, Porzingis was supposed to help with this. But like you said, not only did we have a chance, I, Chase Tatum missed a, a mid-range fadeaway buzzer beater. Like, I, I, I sign up for that against the Nuggets, you know, all, all the time. You know, that that's, that's kind of where you want to be. Uh, ideally, you know, you're not having to hit a buzzer beater to win the game. But Nuggets are maybe not the, the team with the best record, but I think everyone's in agreement that they are still the team to beat. So we still got to, you know, we still got some, some room for improvement. So I think maybe that'll help. I, I know in the past – we've been the team that until our backs are against the wall, maybe we just don't quite play our, our absolute hardest. So it was almost thinking if we won this game, do we just uh, almost try to start coasting? It's like, ah, well, you know, look at all these teams that we beat, uh, you know, just now we're just worried about the playoffs. We're bored. It's January, February, but now realizing, Hey, you know what? We still, still got a ways we got to go. We still need to get this right. We still need to sharpen some things up. Wait, this team needs to stay together during all of this all-star nonsense. Two of them are going to get in. Two of them aren't, and that's that's just the way it is. I know there's in the Isn't past. Isn't it easy, though? It, it's, it's, Tatum and, it's Tatum and Brown. Porzingis has been hurt too much and rests too much, and Derek White has fallen off in the, the past few weeks. I, I didn't tell you this. I was going to pitch you a segment where I was like, all right, I want you to list out the all-stars, and I'm just going to argue Derek White against every one of them. And see if they if they I, if they pass, they're an actual all star. If they don't, it's like you're not a real all star. I think two or three weeks ago, you really could have done that. But I, I think that he started off hot. He was doing all of the things, and then just more recently, it's just it's dipped. And just I still, <laughs> as as a Celtics fan, he is still awesome on the team in the context for what we need on the team. But all star is a big jump up. That's that's a a hefty. Hefty thing for a guy like Derek White to, to get to. It would be awesome if he did, but I think I, I don't think that 
him missing the all-star game is going to tear this team apart. No, or I no, sure hope it doesn't. no, that's the joke, but it, I know another team that's in the same circumstance and that's the, the Phoenix suns. You know, they got a whole bunch of stars there and only a couple guys are going to getting in. And the reality is only one of them should. And it's, it's Grayson Allen. <laughs> Grayson Allen's the only one that should make the all-star team on Phoenix. I don't care. Have you seen his, his was it 50, 40, 90? And he's actually almost 50, shooting 40, 50, 90. He's almost shooting like 45 from three. Also, it's not even just 40. It, it's like way higher. What he set the uh, was it? I don't think it was a actual record. It was just his record. What was it seven seven threes made in a half? Like he's making the most of an opportunity. I, I don't know if it's necessarily enough, and I don't know if Phoenix is, is is happy with where they're at this year. But I I gotta give guy a credit for just like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna be open to shoot threes. I'm gonna make every one of them. Like just I get to play with all these guys and and cut and slash and drive while they're double teaming Durant like. Yeah, I'm going to take the advantage of this. So I'm just giving him credit. I've been hard on Grayson in the past, but at this, I was not expecting this. I don't, I, I wasn't actually going to pitch him as an all-star, but I, I was going to say this is the real team that's going to get sabotaged when, you know, Grayson Allen gets more all-star votes than anyone else on the team. It won't happen. But I, 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 I was not expecting this. Uh, any, any nice comments coming Grayson Allen's way ever from you. So this is wow. A little bit speechless here. Well, are you ready to talk about his his alma mater? Then let's just transfer to some some college. Well, let me just finish off on the on the Suns talk of it is national champion Grayson Allen, and I'm I'm glad that he's playing well. Obviously, I'm on uh, on Grayson's side uh, way more than than the average fan, which is always on the negative side. I thought he got a uh, real bad uh, rat last year the way the the bucks season ended where he got tossed basically a hot potato and had to try to figure something out and you know try to try to throw up a shot but ran ran out of time but it's like well <laughs> you get handed a hot potato you try the best you can and then when the, the suns signed him there was a lot of talk of i shouldn't say a lot of talk it was almost like there wasn't much talk it was just kind of like ah well yeah no this guy you know uh white white shooter and yeah we will see so glad that he's taking advantage of of the role so now, now we can move on to whatever whatever next topic you possibly have. Well, I, I'm just you give me the list, right? This is I have the college basketball list right here, and the first thing you wrote at the top was Duke upset at home, and and I only mentioned the wording of these very specifically because the Michigan State win that you also included on the list, we we stole the win. You you were upset, you know you 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 were apparently looking down on everyone and all this. Where we we didn't earn the win, we stole it. All right, you know we didn't get a paycheck, we, we robbed the bank. Like what, what, what happened this week? All right. Well, what, what's going on? You guys are losing. We're winning. Well, I, I, I didn't like it going into it because last week, a couple of Duke podcasts that I listened to and started to do the look ahead and the look ahead was, you know, well, UNC undefeated in ACC play uh, number. Well, now they're number three in the, in the country, moving, moving right up and started to do, Hey, first week, uh, you know, First week in February, we play UNC and started to look at the schedule. It's like, okay, well, you know, we got Pitt and, you know, we just beat them by 20 plus at their place. And then, you know, got Louisville. And then you just like start doing it. It's like, you know, if we could, we could go into that UNC game with only one ACC loss and just the team is not that good. They have been absolutely dominating the whole year where you can do that game of looking out two, three weeks and saying, all right, no, these, these could be wins. These could be wins. And, Sure enough, we had been out for a uh, for, for a week. For some reason, we had a weird schedule fluke where we didn't play uh, during the during the week, and uh, immediately 
Uh, I think we went down nine to nothing, and we we fought back into it, but just never really got our our, our mojo back. This guy uh, on pit, Blake Blake Henson, goes seven for seven from three, and now I could be pretty uh you know unbiased in, in this where sometimes he's just like the defense is not working right and the, the rotation and you know you got a guy he's wide open this dude Henson you should go and look you should go look at these threes he he's got guys draped all over him I'm talking end the shot clock and somehow he's just getting these in and just to go 100 percent was was very impressive he, he was all sorts of excited he uh oh man did he give it to the uh to the to the crazies after the game he jumped up on the uh it's not the scorer's table, but it's like up on the uh, up on the side there. And oh boy, yeah, he has some words. So uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta show up. You gotta defend uh, defend your home court. So I I didn't like that. You know, like I said, eight game win streak gone. Gotta get a gotta get a quick turnaround. The uh, the the one I guess sort of silver lining or excuse, depending on how you want to look at it, is we were missing two starters. Uh, Jeremy Roach and Mark Mitchell were both hurt quick turnaround because we're playing tomorrow and i guess if they practice today they might play so hopefully that's the case but i against pitt at home and then you know playing louisville those are even if you got starters out you should still win those games so hopefully we can uh get our act together and you know get a you know get get, get the wins rolling again so well at least you were kind of able to show your composure after a loss you didn't do you know any sort of gang signs or horn down signs i mean who is you're going to have to explain this whole story to me. Uh, who's upset? Okay. All right. So, Texas. Now, this is for, well, I guess it's, it's probably for all their sports, but for football and, you know, for basketball, you know, the more premier sports, if you will, they, 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 do, the, they do the horns. You know, it's, it's a hand, you know, gesture. It's like kind of kind of looks like, you know, horns because, you know, that's their, that, that's their mascot. Well, as you might imagine, it's college sports. And so if you are – going against texas you will do the horns down now all you do is you make the same gesture with your hands you just turn it upside down have you seen the uh you know the, the louisville they do the l's sure yeah i, I yeah. yeah i know what yeah you make yeah you make an l with your hands well yes if you're going against louisville as kentucky uh is usually the main one as being their rivals is you do l's down it's not that uh it's not that crazy to some so earlier uh in the in the week ucf upset texas and their coach uh rodney terry was not happy he called it classless and he confronted several of the players in the handshake line about doing the horns down to me total sour grapes so now on saturday after he gets a big win against baylor oh now he now he's apologizing oh you know i should uh i shouldn't have done that uh yeah a lot of oh after a win i think that we're having some trouble with these uh these college coaches uh we just had uh the uh purdue coach he was very upset about court storming uh, a couple of weeks ago when his team got got court stormed i think that these coaches got a lot of sour grapes and they've really got to dial this back you know what? When you win, you get to you know you get to have a good time. When you lose, you know what? Your your team is gonna throw your own gesture upside down in your face, and you, you're gonna have to be an, an adult, and you're just gonna have to take it. The same way the the camera crazy had to take it that some guy came into their gym, went seven for seven, and hopped up and talked all sorts of smack to them. Just yeah, 
Next time, next time, win, and then and then you don't have to worry about this. All right, but there are there are some rules to all of this. This is kind of like the don't kill the bar thing. Like like if you're if you're gonna court storm, you can't run into any of the players. The the Caitlin Clark thing. I don't care whose fault you want to say it is. You gotta. You're not supposed to be there. She's supposed to be there. Like you're never gonna convince me the argument that, that this isn't the fans' fault. You're not supposed to be on the court. You're not a player. If you're gonna celebrate, do it responsibly. Like we do for everything else. All right, don't kill the bar. Don't kill court storming because I think we got a real problem on our hands. I mean, she didn't, this fan didn't just hit any player. It hit Caitlin Clark. I think there's some stature with all of this, and I don't know what the discipline's going to be, but I, just don't kill the bar, right? Like, the, can we just common sense? Oh, yeah. And I think 99% of the time, because there was an also an issue on Saturday, I can't remember the team now, where one of the fans ran into one of the, uh, opposing players, and I think it was a little more on purpose, but I think 99% of the time, everybody gets it. You don't go over to the other team, one, because they're way bigger than you, and just just don't do it. You just go right to the other. Uh, everyone goes right to the middle. There's a mosh pit. You you cheer. You're positive with your players. It's got nothing to do with the other team. You don't care about the other team. You just beat them. You got to court storm them. It was an upset. You're having a fun time. Yeah, like you said, don't 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 ruin it for everybody. All right. I got two predictions this week. I, I, I'm, new, I'm new to this, right? It's, it's college basketball. I'm handing out winners right now. I got two teams I think are going to win this week. Okay. Tuesday, BYU is going to beat Houston. Lock Ooh, it in. Ooh, okay. They've that, actually- that, was, uh, that was one of the teams on my, on my list. That is uh, Houston's number four in the country. BYU is number 21. BYU has actually been through a schedule of hell. And if they can get through this, it, it doesn't really get any easier. But I, I – I just I think they just had a hard enough schedule. If you look at the last couple teams, they played a lot of ranked guys, and it it just seems like a bit of a trap game for for Houston. And I, I think BYU is a decent team, so I, I got I got that one. I don't really have a whole lot of details on why. It's more of just I'm basing it on the the numbers of the schedule. All right, they they beat this, they I, lost to that, they're doing that. I, I could see a route to BYU being successful and competitive in this game, and it's also way more exciting if it's like I picked the fourth the fourth team in the country to go down. So yeah. uh, get, get ready I, for that I one. like it. Uh, one thing to uh, to note in this game, these are both two teams that are new to the Big 12. So normally these teams would have only played uh, out of conference and, well, the conference alignment constantly realigning itself. Uh, maybe this uh, it goes on for a while, but this could be the start of a rivalry, so that would be cool. All right, next one, Friday. Michigan State, we're doing it. We're taking it on Wisconsin. Just, just, just lock it in. Right? We are the best. At your place or at their place? We're on the road. Ooh, Cole Center. Okay. We're on the road. We're taking the Badgers on. We're the best bad team in the in the country. It's statistically good. I, that's I what test, the analytics say. I, I test bad. Like that's that's that's. I don't even know what the word is for that. This is the one where the numbers don't lie, but the eye test does. Like that's that's Michigan State, but. We're going to figure it out. We've been scoring a ton of points. We haven't been able to score early in the year, and then we just started giving up so much points. off. It. Like Our defense started falling apart. We're going to get it together. I think we've been yelled at quite enough times that they're, they're just, there's going to be some games where they just it all clicks, and it, I think this is going to be a game where it does. Or this is going to be a complete disaster, one or the other. I don't know. I, I Those are my wins for this week, though. Who, what else are you keeping an eye on this week? I just have uh, two more. Uh, I put... I put Alabama on the list last week, saying on Saturday, Alabama-Tennessee was going to be one of the best games of the of the weekend, and then Tennessee came out and just thrashed them. Uh, so 
not not the best, but I'm going to put them on the list again on Wednesday. Auburn at coming in at number eight. They're going to Alabama. I think Alabama still plays a very modern offense. I think that even though they're coming in unranked, they're very dangerous to 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 Auburn. And then on Saturday, Kansas at Iowa State. Kansas got upset last week, so they are at seven. Iowa State's at twenty three, but I think that'll uh, that that'll that'll be a good one. Fun stuff for college football. We're getting real close to March. We need to come up with another stupid punishment for this awful bet that we have. I'm willing to bet this year that if I win, we don't have to do this damn bet anymore. But I don't know if you're going to agree to that. So that so you if you win, then it just ends? It just ends. It's just over. And then I don't have to do a punishment? No punishment. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I'll, I'll think about that one. Yeah, but then you don't get to counter with another idea the next year. It's like no, it's 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 out. All right, we do the we do this, but the bet part is, is done. I'm done with the videos, hmm. the consequences. It is a an age range of it all. Or or you know we could suspend it for for a certain amount of time, which will make it even more punishing when it's like I have to do a, a 20 year old punishment at the age of 40. It's 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 gonna be great. It's just. <laughs> I, I, I'm, Interesting. I, I did not know. I didn't think this was gonna. This was gonna be on the table. Okay, I have to. I have to think this through and see if I, I think this is uh, to my advantage or not. I'm not even prepared to give any more ideas to to, to you winning. Like I, I'm, I'm just. It's gonna end. I'm gonna end. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna knock it all out. I'm gonna. I, I'm working on you now. It's, it's January 22nd. I got basically a month and a half to to kind of incept your mind with with whatever the idea is here of, of walking away from this awful bet. You're you're coming in confident. You're giving out college winners already. Oof, two of them. I think I'm just trying to throw you off the set now. I think I think I've figured you out already. It's Duke's gonna win it every single year, and then maybe pick like one other ACC team so that his team feels better. And and then I, I kind of know what your favorites are. You know me. I'm 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 new to this. Right. I, you don't even your know. wild card. Big big wild card. And not only that, I've had the wild card teams of the past between being Syracuse and Michigan State that. It's like you're just picking this to be reckless. Like they're not even favored. It's <laughs> just, just, just wild. Complete recklessness. Coming up close. I, I don't. Do you have any punishment I, things you want to throw out there right now? I, I got nothing. I, I just know that we got to start promoting this at some point. Uh, I haven't really started doing my deep dive into uh, into punishments just yet, but I, I'm sure I can I can rustle up some good ones. All right, we're gonna close things out with uh, Marvel question mark, and this is very much a question and answer sort of segment here where we're we're going to try to educate each other on two things that neither of us are very sophisticated on i believe you added some questions on some movie trailers that you saw this week of which we're, we're somewhat in tune you know we, we watch a lot of stuff but i i guess you you were confused or had some questions uh, on, on, on which trailer was it uh lady spider-man madam web is that what it is that's what it is this okay it's a it's a comic book, all right. It's a comic book movie. This is not part of the, all right. This is going to sound stupid. It is a Marvel comic book, but it is not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This was one of the. Oh, this is the this is like the Fox deal where they have to continue to make it, otherwise they lose it. This is part of the Venom universe. So there's Venom one, okay. Venom two. I think there's a Morbius movie that is also included in all of this, and there is. This was kind of initially started prior to everyone being bought and merged and kind of under the same, you know, tent or whatever you want to call it, the same umbrella. But the 
I'm still not sure if this is going to ever cross over to the real thing of that, but the theory beyond it all is that this is a different universe. All right, so this is happening, but it's not happening with any of the other movies. It's happening at the same time or before or after, but it's it's, it's completely unrelated. There was a long shot and still might be a, a shot where they do... There's a Spider-Man in this universe, I assume. They, they haven't shown us who it is yet, and it may be one of the past... It may be like a, a Tobey Maguire or an Andrew Garfield one and not the current one in Tom Holland. I don't think this is going to clarify anything for you, but I, I'm. they didn't make it easy for me to explain. I hate that I'm being... I feel like I'm being punished for being a bad explaining this because it's ter- it's terribly explained in general. Like, none of this makes any sense. It's it's a it's there's some... no, no it's 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 very confusing that there's Marvel and then there's just Marvel adjacent, but because it's owned by a different company, that there's like this whole other universe except for Spider-Man, and that is just like this weird contract that they just have to keep putting out these movies or they lose all of it. So I just feel like all of these have felt a little bit forced and. I think in general, I mean, I'm drifting farther and farther away from 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 the Marvel is there's just so much of it, but it was not often that one just comes out of complete nowhere. I usually you hear, you know, years beforehand, OK, they're doing this, they're doing this. But it, when I saw it, it's like, Madam Web, they're doing, doing a lady, a lady Spider-Man. And then going through, it's like, oh, OK, this isn't the Marvel one. This is the other side. So it took me a little bit to figure it out, but I was definitely surprised Uh one of those ones where you got the commercials on mute and seeing it said, "Whoa, hold on, let me, let me turn the sound on for this. This this, this, might, this might be interesting. What, what do you got going on here?" So I had to had to figure uh, figure it out and figure you were my uh, my Marvel Marvel person to go to. So I thought you might be able to clarify a little bit. Yeah, so no, I, I think it was helpful. I think it's a complicated situation. I'm not even sure if I explained it properly either. I, the, the, the thing is, somebody who knows actually what they're talking about is gonna be like, "No, it's not exactly that. This is the reason. You're you're right, but you're, it's not the. It's another reason. I I don't know. If it's, I got the the, the business is right, but the Marvel situation that they're all in now, where everyone's being really overcritical of of these superhero movies as if they're supposed to be like these art piece sets. It's like they're still they're still based on comic books, right? This isn't like a Shakespeare script turned into Aaron Sorkin something. Like it's 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 still limited, I think, into into all of this, and that there's this expectation of your mind being blown. Every superhero movie is is it's just not going to happen anymore. We made too many of these. I, I also think if if you look back in time at the the real timeline, you know, we start with Iron Man and all of that. We're we're lower scale on everything. You know, they they kept upping the ante of showing like, all right, this is Iron Man in this world, and the world just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it was the universe and then they got bigger in the universe they're like well let's just do other universes because what else could we do to make this even bigger and expand 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 that it's expanded into it expanded into irrelevance is, is what's happened like it's what they're going to do in the next couple of movies in the future is they're, they're going to bring it back down to kind of a street scale and i think we have hope that maybe we'll enjoy those a little bit more and take a breather off of all the universe fantasies of of, of the comic book world because that's just it doesn't make sense, and it's not supposed to make sense, but everyone wants it to. <laughs> you know, like, th- this isn't fact. <laughs> this isn't based on everything. There's certainly some some inspiration of, you know, mythologies and, and all sorts of, you know, other original stuff, but it's it's a very limited concept still. <laughs> it's a comic book. You know, a lot of these things didn't have words. We get a whole movie out of this. You know, there's, there's certainly interpretation. <laughs> um I don't know what else to say about this Marvel situation other than, other than that. Is, is that is that helpful? Was that good? Is that is this a segment you wanted to have here? Because like I said, Marvel question mark was all I wrote down. 
that's kind of that's kind of what I had. I, I was interested to hear you mention that they're going to bring the defenders back, which are the like you said the more street level uh, superheroes. But on top of that, it's just also the business side of it. Of these were Marvel properties that were on Netflix, and then when Disney came out with Disney Plus. They took them away from Netflix and said, we're not making these anymore. These are, they almost kind of got shelved. But more recently, they've put them in where if you're looking for Marvel movies, these come up. You no longer have to go way out of your way to try to find them. And I, I just thought that was an interesting way way of doing it because I thought that they were pretty popular with the, you know, their TV. They weren't in theaters. Uh with any of these streaming, we don't really know how many people are watching them, but I felt like they always got uh, good reviews. Uh, I, I I enjoyed watching them. They had, there were four main ones, then there was Punisher, and then they had a season where almost Avengers, like, they came together. It was different, uh, which I liked, but I think it was able, they were able to, at a smaller scale, do more niche things, which now I think that they're trying to do with the movies, and I think it's just it, it's really hard to attract a mainstream audience when you have these very niche areas where I think it's much easier to do it, whether it's on Netflix or Disney Plus, just doing it streaming wise. So I hope that they continue to do it. But you were saying you only watched uh, Daredevil and you didn't watch the other ones because they said in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't impact, you know, the big movies. And I'm wondering now, now that it has gotten so big and I feel like it almost feel like homework that, all right, the new Marvel movie is coming out. It's like, well, how many movies do I have to watch before it to get it? It's like, well, there's 16 of them. It's like, does now knowing that these are separate, they're in the same universe, but you could just watch these on their own. Does it have more of an appeal to you? I'm just bummed that they told me it will never be included with everything. And when I tell you they did everything in their power to try to not include this, this Daredevil show that's coming up and hopefully going to get released either this year or next year has been rewritten so many times. They finally got the Echo series out, and that is a bit of a lead-up and a build-up into all of this. And it does involve some of uh, the characters that you may have mentioned of the Netflix series as well. So like everyone is referenced, and it has a little turn in, in, in some of it in, in some way. But... I just frustrated. They told me you don't need to watch all of this. It's irrelevant. And then the second it went back into their hands, fell back into Disney hands. They were like, oh, now you don't have you don't you're not on Netflix anymore. You have to watch this like it's included in everything. Like you need to know all of this. It, it's it's a business scheme, I suppose. But it, it just I didn't like that. You're not winning me over for all of this. If anything, I'm, I'm more motivated to not watch it. I, I, it is encouraging that you said they were better because I haven't exactly seen a great Marvel thing in, in quite some time. So maybe I got to go back in time to when it was good and then that was just a better era i'm i'm really wondering if that's one of the reasons that they're putting it back in a in a prominent spot is just when they came out i mean they're still printing money but at the time it was you know twice a year big marvel events so these off to the side these netflix shows were just you know a little more on the on, on the fringe and they thought oh well we can just make these movies forever and now that they've i, I what, do you, what do you want to call it hit hit a rough patch where when they put these movies out, I mean, people are still going to see them, but they're not making nearly as much money as they used to. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, with the quality of them. Where looking back, going, oh wait a minute, <laughs> we already have these Netflix shows that are standalone basically, and we know they're already good. Like, yeah, let's make sure that these get back out there, and maybe they're going to try to build off of this. But I, I, I think that uh, some, I think some of these that you you would enjoy, 
because they're I'm trying to think. I don't think they were like the full 24 episode seasons. I think they were closer to 10 or 12, so a little more digestible. And I think it was cool that they technically take place in the big Marvel universe, but you didn't have to watch a ton of stuff beforehand. You could just go in and, all right, now we're in, uh, you know, Hell's Kitchen. We're in New York. Like, they're all in New York. They're all in different sections of New York. And it just kind of brought it down a little smaller where, like you said, Marvel keeps getting bigger and bigger, and it's in outer space, and there's just so many things happening. It was just nice to just bring it down, simplify it. Yeah, I I agree with all that. I'll, I'll, I'll tune into it at some point. There's... It's a, it's a lot of homework. I think the the reason the show or the movies haven't been quite as popular is is the characters aren't quite the same. And I don't think the characters that they've made the movies on, the the most recent movies on, are, have been the most popular. And I, and I think there's a hope that when they introduce a lot of our favorite X Men characters in these new movies, that that will buy back into it as well as all of the characters you just mentioned. It seemed to have a decent fan base of people who've already have. Uh, familiar with the content as well you could just rope those guys back in rather than trying to force everyone to like the last couple of movies whether it's captain marvel i mean I, I think they missed i mean the, the pandemic was a huge hit on everyone i think that was just a momentum killer for for everything i don't know if they executed the plan post kind of robert downey jr as well as they they wanted to anyways but it, it's 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 the characters that you want to follow it's the characters that you care about i think losing you know it was a chadwick boseman too you know he he dies in real life like that you can't tell me that was part of everyone's plan black panther 2 probably would have been the biggest movie in the world if he's in it and instead it's it's almost like a memorial of of, of his actual life he's not even in the movie that was a miss in in an unfortunate situation that i think upsets what what we what we ended up with like that should have been a hit i think everyone enjoyed black panther 1 i think we would have enjoyed black panther 2 if it was similar more similar to that so like there's just a couple things i think that just if they could do things differently, if they had control over everything, then they would, but they, they don't. It's it's also, it's just a movie, too. Like, you know, it, it was fun for a little bit there where it felt like it was a little bit more in a movie, but looking back at it, it's like, it was just a movie. They're all still just movies. I'm lots sure, of movies. Lots of time. All right, we got to get out of here. We've been going a little bonus time here. I want to remind everyone to subscribe and Listen on, what is it, Spotify, Podbean, subscribe on YouTube. we got the Facebook page, the little column A, the little column B podcast. You can follow Zach on his X account, which is? Wicked Z-Man 24. Yeah, anything to update for the people on right now? Just, I'm watching, I'm watching football and I'm watching a, a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. I was just in uh, New York City watching uh, Marquette just squeak by uh, St. John's. So that, that, that's always fun to go down to the city. MSG looked like a happening place. Always is. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to get out of this. I, I feel like I already talked all my ass off on, on Marvel. I feel like I put everyone to sleep on that. Are we going to do that again? I thought I was just, I couldn't really find a lot of stuff about that Defenders stuff, so I had to, uh, I had to talk it out with somebody. I told you're, you. And you're my, you're my I, Marvel person. I, I can tell you everything that's happening. All right, it's my Harry Potter source. Apparently nobody else knew that. I, you couldn't find that either. That, that, I no. called that like three months in advance. I, I'm confident in my source. I'm not confident in my, my presentation. <laughs> you got the, you got, you got the, the, the deep sources. You know, not everybody's got them. You know, people got to listen here, find out the, the, the news that's going to just come out in three months. Dude, the Daredevil original thing was, was so ridiculous. Uh, Foggy and, uh, oh man, I'm blanking out. What's her name? The, the two, his two best friends, 
they were supposed to die in the first episode. That was the original plan. So like they weren't even in the season. Like they they just they I think they might have blipped or something. I don't know what they were planning on doing, but it was kind of like you had like a familiarity with the core of, of the show, and it was like let's just get rid of half of it. Like let's just, let's just wipe out those two. And it's like wait that's what? A bold, that's a bold move. Very very bold move. And then it's like all right, well then what is going to humanize this guy at all? And well, was like what that was the fun part I thought was was Foggy and him kind of messing around on the side a little bit and him looking. Like a like a regular, like the the, the life outside the mask Become, is fun becoming too. Becoming a lawyer. Yeah. So like I I'm happy that they, that that's corrected and that they're essentially continuing off of all of it. But yeah, no, they, they had some <laughs> some terrible ideas. And you know this still can all get changed. That's the crazy part with all of this. You know this is this is Hollywood. Timelines. Yep. Timelines. All of a sudden, no no, we're on a different timeline. We're not making money on this one. We're gonna go back. We're gonna do this one now. They're gonna do whatever makes money. They ain't gonna care about the story. Oh, at all. there's no nobody cares about anything. I'm ready for the reset button. That's that's coming soon. I don't know when it's gonna happen. But they're just gonna be like, all right, nothing counts after this. <laughs> Book ended. Starting over. Throw that money at Robert Downey Jr. again. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Little column A, little column B.